This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Yes, good evening and welcome. Hello, hope you're well. Wednesday, the 8th of September, step on up to Higher Ground, your late night league lounge. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Yes, plenty for us to talk about tonight. We're here until midnight, so if you'd like to get involved, well, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can give us a call if you want to. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line number. There's space there right now. Or if you would like to send a text, you know that number, don't you? 0457 736 736. Any range of issues we can talk about. Um, what I'd like to throw out there to you tonight if you have the opportunity to have a sit-down, a coffee, a shandy, glass of wine, whatever, with Peter Volandis, the boss of the Australian Rugby League Commission, what topic would you like to raise? Okay, that's what I'm asking you now. What topic would you like to raise with the boss of Rugby League? You've only got half an hour with him. What are some of the topics? What are some of the big points you'd like to get off your chest or have a chat to the boss of Rugby League about? 0457 736 736. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Is it about expansion? Is it about these player fines? They're talking of increasing. The cap at the moment for a maximum for a player fine is $50,000. And uh, I read today uh, they're thinking of increasing that limit up to $130,000. I tell you what. That's got to be some deterrent for men behaving badly. We've had so many players, haven't we, uh, uh, recently um, been slapped with fines. And in the past year, the NRL has handed out more than $1 million in fines for off-field behaviour, bad behaviour. Now, in the past few weeks alone, we've seen Josh Durgan fine 50000 Adam Elliott 10000 Lachlan Lewis 10000 and just uh, recently Matt Lodge 5000 for various offences. As for Lodge, we do our, have our Wood Duck of the Week award we hand out each week. We normally do it on Monday. We weren't here on a Monday uh, because there was cricket on. Um, I think Matt Lodge might be in the running for Wood Duck of the Week. Again, if you've got any nominations, by the way, for Wood Duck of the Week, you know the number, 0457 736 736. Send them through now. Uh, if you are up late, again, welcome. You might be a shift worker. Uh, you might just like your nights. You might just love listening to us here on Higher Ground, me and the Mad Russian. We do talk a, a bit of rubbish, I know, but that's all right. It's late, isn't it? We have that uh, six-pack rule. Remember, if you are going to call, 
1300 01170. If you are going to pick up the Al Capone, we have the six-pack rule, i.e., if you've had more than a six-pack, we strongly recommend you don't call. Just jump on the text and we'll work out to all those spell checks, okay? 0457 736 736. Uh, West Tigers, hey? West Tigers, what a way to end their season from hell. 38 nil to the Bulldogs, yeah? The Wooden Spooners. Gee, I tell you what, that's a one way to bow out, isn't it? Anyway, at least it's put a full stop on on uh, 2021 for West Tigers, but it's opened uh, opened the book again on the future of Michael Maguire. What will happen with Madge? You might have an opinion on that. Should he be the man to go? Should he stay? Is it his fault? Is it the boards? Where do the problems lie? Uh, I know West Tigers fans, they're, they're a patient lot. Ten years without making the finals. I'm going to talk to one of their one of their biggest fans, uh, a huge Tigers fan, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Josh Barnett is his name, and uh, he is, uh, well, I think he's the boss or the co-host of West's Life podcast, so he knows all the ins and outs that are happening at the club. We'll have a chat to him. I've mentioned Wood Duck of the Week. Um, our Rocket Man, we give out our three, two, and one like we do each and every Monday. Tonight we're doing it on a Wednesday evening. I don't think there's any prizes for guessing who might get the three points from last weekend. Just astounding. And you know who I'm talking about. There's a couple of fullbacks doing mighty well, aren't there, this year? Well, more than a couple. And, of course, we're looking ahead to, well, week one of the finals. Will there be any upsets? Melbourne and Manly. Get us underway. Melbourne and Manly. Sunshine Coast on Friday. Can the Sea Eagles upset the storm? Roosters and Titans on Saturday. The doubleheader at Townsville. Roosters and Titans. Sudden death for them. Panthers and Rabbitohs, 2v3. Also Saturday, the later game in Townsville. And then the other sudden death. Elimination final, the Eels and the Knights. We'll go through uh, all four of those matches a little bit later on. So stick around. Great to have your company. I hope you enjoy this edition of Higher Ground. Yeah, so plenty for us uh, to talk about, and uh, the line is there for you to uh, jump on the phone if you want to give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. There'll be space on the open line over the next couple of hours, and we can we can chew the fat uh, about anything. I'm throwing it out there. If you had the ear, not literally, if you had the ear of Peter Vlandis, you had Peter Vlandis' ear for half an hour, mm. what do you want to talk about? What's the big subject, the topic you want to talk about? Is it about expansion? Is it about salary cap? Is it about grassroots roots, community rugby league? Mm. Is it about stadium policy? Um, is it about going back to the boutique stadiums? Is it about uh, country rugby league? I don't know. Mm. Is it about international rugby league and the direction or the, the lack thereof with international rugby league? Is it about origin eligibility? I don't know. There's a whole heap of issues you might want to talk to uh, the boss about, Peter Volandis. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the uh, open line. And on the line now is uh, Mark. Good evening, Mark. How are you, bud? Good, Chris. How are you? I'm well. What are you to talk about? Well, if I had half an hour with Peter Volandis, I'd like Andrew Abdo to be in there as well, because as a NRL fan, I would like to give them both a very strong piece of my mind in how I think they have outdated and archaic attitudes 
in how coaches and players are defined if they have a differing opinion to those on the field, i.e. the Latrell Mitchell affair on Friday night where he wasn't sent off for that high hit on Joey Manu. Mm. And Trent Robertson, the Roosters coach, after that at the press, had called it an absolute farce, and I, for one, agree with it. And you've just got to look at the bunker with how they've mishandled uh, incidents like that over the season, and... I think Trent and other coaches are fully within their rights to express their opinion in a constructive, professional manner, disagreeing with decisions, not so much slagging the integrity or character of the rest, but I think they are fully within their rights to be able to express a free opinion on how they're dissatisfied with wrong decisions because that has been a bad continuance right throughout the season. Yeah, I'd be all for that. And and I think Trent is um, one of the really good coaches in... In, in doing the balancing act in those press conferences, um, he does temper his emotions, but he, he gets his point across, and I, I think you leave in no uncertainty around what he's trying to say. He's been fined a couple of times, hasn't he? And uh, I don't think it's come out of his own, his own pocket. Um, but I think you know, most of what Trent Robinson says, I think we've all got to agree with. We, we sit there nodding our head. What they don't want, and this is where he's come in in, in trouble, is um, when you do start getting specific about a referee or an official, like he did with Henry Perinara, they won't tolerate that, you know. But I think there should yeah. be. And, and maybe we even open up for the referees and the officials. Hey, let, let's throw one Absolutely. of them in, in, in the post-match press conference and they can return serve and, 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 and say, well, this is why I did this, Trent, or this is why we didn't do this, Trent. Maybe that's something that the game might might look to in the future. I don't know. But, you know, as far as speaking his mind, he's, he's a good operator. He's a great operator. Yeah, and in my opinion, the kind of negative shading on this and the covering up without accepting responsibility for the officials, both referees and suits in the NRL's uh, attitude, actions and saying sorry to the fans for consistently getting it wrong across a great period of time and trying to throw a attitude of arrogance out there, saying, basically, you shall not decry our mistakes and how dare you, if we do, we'll find you, goes all the way back to the Todd Greenberg era. And in my opinion, the worst demonstration of that was through the late 90s and the 2000s, right till through to the early 2010s, where time after time, in state of origin, you could tell where the referees got it wrong with howls. Even commentators like Rabbit, Phil Gould, and Mike, uh, everybody under the sun who was in the commentary box said that was a bad decision. Mm. Yet, Queensland still came away winning a match, winning the series, and Greenberg and the NRL suits did nothing about, about correcting those mistakes. They just got on the podium applauded Queensland and said, wasn't that a great origin season? And it got to the stage where us Blues fans were disgusted and a lot of Blues fans almost walked away from not only origin, but NRL entirely. And the only thing that the NRL suits took notice, or the only thing that made them take notice about that was the loss of dollar signs. 
Mark, thanks for your call, mate. You've raised a few good issues there. I mean, you know, also that tide, the thankfully, thank you for your call anytime, mate. Um, the origin, well, I think that's a, a totally different sort of kettle of fish, different story altogether. They had a, a very bloody good team, uh, the Maroons, didn't they, for, for a decade or more. I don't think that was necessarily down to uh, anyone rorting the rules or, or anything like that. But uh, as for his other point there, Mark, uh, about um, you know coaches being able to speak their mind, without fear of uh, being sanctioned or or hit in the hip pocket um, where they think the referees have made howlers and made mistakes. Should they be able to talk about it? Of course they should. I think they should. Um, I think they should. So what do you think? Jump on the open line if you want to give me a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What would you like to talk to Peter Volandis about? What would you like to talk to Peter Volandis about? Is it about expansion, salary cap? I tell you what, if, if, if I had... PVL's ear, I tell you where I'd be going. I'd be saying, Peter, I love what you've been doing. I think you're an, uh, an amazing operator. You are a born leader. You're a man of the people. You talk in our language. You're not a bureaucrat. You cut through the red tape. But can we just stop messing with the greatest game of all? <laughs> That's what I would say. Can we just pull back a little bit, Pete? And not chop this game up to pieces. And, mm. and all these rule changes they rushed in. I'm not a fan of it, Russian. I'm not... Oh, mm. right, they rushed in. Pardon the pun there. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. Was the game that broke that we had to go and reinvent it? Mm. Was it really? I mean, there's all four. And, and Peter, he wants to have a more entertaining, more exciting, more... Yeah. But do we really want all these blowouts? Mm. Record after record after record have tumbled this year in terms of points scoring and all that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't need to go through the records. I think we're tampering a little bit too much with it. Mm. It wasn't that broke. It wasn't that broke. Keep those calls coming. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. As I always say, it's a much more interesting program when you guys and girls are part of it. If you're uh, unable to pick up the phone, i.e., you don't comply with our six-pack rule, i.e., you've had more than a six-pack, uh, send us a text. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What would you say to Peter Volandis? We've got another caller there, Mark from Wollongong. Uh, g'day, Mark. How are you, mate? Yeah, I just mate. I was going to say. I've got four things, and I won't take much time. <laughs> Firstly, Chris, you na- you nailed it. You nailed it about Peter Volandi. He's Peter, just stick to your strength of cutting through the crap, and he's he's the man to take us forward on TV deals, mm. expansion. But don't get involved in the rulemaking, Peter. Please, no more. Yep, no stay, more. Stay out. Okay, that's point one. You're with me on that. I like it. Thank you, Mark. Point two. Yeah. Number one, NRL expansion in the Queensland. Just get it done straight away. Get don't muck done. around. Don't listen, to the, don't listen to the naysayers that say about talent or whatever because you know what? We would have we'd never went to North Queensland, heaven forbid, Melbourne, whatever. Okay, so we bring, Number, in, we bring in 17, 17 teams and we have a bye, and that's going to happen in when, 2023? Yeah, it'll okay. happen because Redcliffe, Redcliffe are more resourced than most of the clubs that are already there already. Okay. So that's, that's an easy one. All right, point three. See, I'm a Peter Valenti type of guy. Just get it done, mate. Um, <laughs> point, point three, you last caller, he cracked me up because no, no, no disrespect to him, but my most boring topic is talking about referees. He actually said, 
Let's fix up about referees. But then he said it happened in the 90s, the oh, 2000s, yeah, 2010. Yeah. But he answered his own question. I'll give you a tip, Chris. Mm. In 2050, the referees will be as bad as they were in 2020. I That's agree. just life, Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. That's, you don't I, need a crystal I ball hate, for that. I hate the amount of time we spend talking about refereeing decisions. Mm. It well, bugs me. We'll stop talking about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm a can-do um, can sort of guy. I'm, I'm a PVL. I'm a PVL too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a PVL. But now, <laughs> right, lastly, exactly. PVL, great job. But the only other thing is, if the six again, do it like it was last year. Don't have a six again for the 10 metres. Just have a six again for the slowing mm. down and available. That's it. I'm uh, done. Well, no, you're good. good. And uh, you're Mark from Wollongong. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Hey, hey, one, yeah. Let me Bye throw then. one at you. Hang on. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, don't, don't, don't jump yep. Let yep. me throw one at you then. What about the um, kicks into touch? We go back to a scrum for that? Nah. Or you, no, no. You're happy that's, with all that? that that's, seriously, that's cool, 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 cool. So that, that, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Wayne must have had a six-pack when he was thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Six-pack of Tetley's. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, anyway. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks for your call, Thanks, Mark. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Enjoy See the finals. Jeez, there he is, uh, Mark from the Gong. Um, said bye to you, Rusky, as well. I know. He's a good... He could play Mark. And he? he gets he had, four, he had four points there and he, he shot through it. So uh, if you want to do like uh, both callers, uh, Mark and Mark didn't agree with each other on on a various things. Uh, 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. Simple as that. Now we've got other uh, lots else happening too in the show tonight. We've got to give out our our Rocket Man points awards. Three, two, and one. Okay, um, I'm, I'm still not having any luck with Elton's management, Elton John. So we'll do that a little bit later on as well. Uh, they're not answering my emails. Oh, ominous. I got no, the, I, right. I got, right. I got the agent. I got the got the contact. Mm. They're just a um, bit slow. Yeah, so we'll be doing Rocket Man a little bit later on. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I'm tired on a few. I need some uh, so, solutions or suggestions from you, our listeners, if you don't mind. On the Rocket Man, I think it's a, I think it's a standout or two mm, uh, from maybe. the weekend. Also, now the great Alan Jones would always say our listeners are our best researchers. Okay, now I want to know this. I want to know this. And and Mark from the Gong, you might know this. Uh, our other caller, Mark, who's into their stats? I want to know what is the most number of hat tricks we've had scored in a round of football. I don't expect you to know, Mad Russian, but maybe you can work those fingers. We've got another yeah. caller here too. We'll keep those uh, calls coming. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What is the most number of hat-tricks scored in a round? And why I point to this, after three games in round 25, right, last weekend, I keep thinking it's Monday, by the way, because we're normally here on higher ground on a Monday night, uh, but there was cricket on. So it's now Wednesday, so I'm doing a bit of catch-up here. But the first three games... We'd already had three hat-tricks. A hat-trick in each game. Could you believe that? So Adam Kieran, for the Roosters against the Raiders, scored three. Ryan Pappenhausen, for the Storm against the Sharks, scored three. And then Brian Toto, in the second Friday night game, uh, against the Eels for Penrith, scored three tries. Then we had Tommy Turbo weave his magic against uh, the Cowboys. Scored another three. That's his, what, his fifth hat-trick this year. It's just unbelievable. So we've had four hat-tricks. I don't think there are any more. Um, 
the Titans flogged the Warriors. I don't think there are any hat-tricks in that one. Fafita scored two. And I think um, one other player might have scored two. But I think we had four hat-tricks at the weekend. Has there been more than that? If you know, let me know. Jump on the phone and give me a call. Um, I, I, I just I, I sometimes like these stats. I'd like to know. I'm a guy that likes to know things. I do know a few things. I'm reasonably intelligent, but I would like to know what is the most number of hat-tricks we have had in one round of footy. Uh, keep those calls coming too. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh Brett is on the line. Good evening, Brett. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm fantastic. Yourself? I'm well, mate. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I just... Valenis. Um, I, I love what he's doing with the game, but he's just... With the rules, he's made it too quick. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, it's just... um, Like, with all the sides now, it's, it's, it's coming down to certain sides mm. that that have got onto the rules quick. The good coaches are getting to it. Yeah. And the, they're just taking the rest of the, the rest of the sides out of it. Um, yeah. You've seen it already. Yeah. So you, would you, you would you would you like to see you know, a, a, a lopsided contest? So Melbourne beat Parramatta 50 points to six. Some great tries. Great rugby league tries. Or would you like to see an 18-16 hard-fought defence-orientated battle? And you've seen a couple, I, of, a couple of good tries as well, but it was... I'd, you know, rather, yeah. I'd rather see it 8-6. Mm. Yeah. 8-6 every day of the week, where it's defence-orientated. Yeah. Um, but then, on the other hand, the yeah. is, uh, uh, on the other side, I'm, I'm a racing person too, and I yeah. love what he's doing with the racing. <laughs> so, but I'm a Rooster fan, and I, I love... But the, I just love defence. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and Roosters and Racing and Ramwick, they all go hand in hand, don't they? But he's a good operator, Peter Vland. He's I've got a lot of time for him. I don't know him very well. I've met him a few times. We've had, we've had a bit of a sit down together as well. But um, can you pass me number number on to him? I'll do that. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that. Well, okay. Well, that's. Uh, I appreciate your call, Brett. Enjoy the rest of the night, mate. And thanks for tuning in to uh, to higher ground. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking me call. Great Thank stuff. You. Great stuff. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, there is. Uh, Brett, uh, Brett from uh, Pitney Point, was he? Pitney Point, I think. Um, so let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. That open line is there, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We're going to sink our teeth into West Tigers next. So uh, Tigers fans, here's an opportunity for you uh, to jump on the Al Capone and, uh, and give us an SG ball. You've got plenty of problems in Tiger Town. Um, we're going to address that next. You are listening to Higher Ground with the Mad Russian and me, Chris Warren. There's a lot of pressure on Michael Maguire. They haven't had a great season. They look like a football side, and this is, from a player's point of view, I must say, Kenby, this is um, this is quite concerning. They look like a footy team that wanted their coach sack. They just had no effort. They look like they wanted a big change at their football club, and I'm not talking because I've heard anything from that club, but that's just what it looked like. Just at the moment, it seems like it's not a happy place, and uh, players... I think all the good ones want to go to a place where they can see a vision or they can see a, a line that the club's going to take that they might want to be a part of. To me, it seems like the people who run the club are doing whatever they can to move blame away from themselves. And that's Justin Pascoe and Lee Hatchmantelis, the chairman. Um, for the last three months, because I know because they've said it to me personally, but this is a football club issue. We've thrown resources at it, so it's the football club um, that's to blame. No, it's not. 
It is the people who run the club. It's they're the ones to blame. The buck stops with them. It would be completely inappropriate of me to speculate on anything at the moment. As I'm the chair of the club, of course, but there is a, an entire board that considers these matters and it will do so in detail uh, once the review has been complete. I know that that may be somewhat unsatisfactory. I accept that. But it would just be inappropriate for me to speculate on, on matters of that kind until such time as the review has been complete. Well, what do you think, West Tigers? Here's your opportunity to uh, join the show, uh, join the conversation. Um, give us, give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. I tell you what, West Tigers fans, you have, uh, well, you're very patient, aren't you? You're very, very patient. Um, there's been more lows than highs, hasn't there, in the last ten years? So, when will you play finals footy? Surely you deserve to have played finals footy at least once or twice in a decade. But not this year. Nowhere near it, in fact. And um, it puts a, a, a big full stop on what's been a very, very disappointing year for West Tigers. It really has. Um, and what a way to bow out. 38-0 to the Wooden Spooners at the weekend. The final hu humiliation, if mm. that's not too strong a word, Um and, you know, look, Canterbury are a pretty good team, even though even though they'd only won three games all season. But to get beaten 38-0 to the Wooden Spooners, mm. the ignominy, ignominy, ignominy. I like that. Hard to say um, of that. What's the problem, Tigers? What's the problem? We've been talking about this all year. Mm. Uh, it raises its head again now. Michael Maguire, has he lost the dressing room? Are the players playing for him? No question he can coach. He won a bloody premiership not so long ago with South Sydney. So he's got the got the points mm. on the board. He can coach. Mm. He's very passionate. We saw in Tales from Tigertown just how passionate beep he was. Um, no doubt about that at all. But there is something wrong there. Mm. And if I could put my finger on it, well, I'd go into consultancy and I'd go along and <laughs> talk to Lee Hadjimentalis and say, these yeah. are your problems. I don't think it's an isolated problem. No. In years gone by, we, we, we know how many players the club has, well, either let go or been unable to retain. Mm. Big name players. Well, they weren't then, but one, James Tedesco, you remember mm. him? Josh Adokar, remember him? Mm. And others. Ryan Pappenhausen, you heard of him? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So there's there's some some problems there that aren't and can't be laid at the feet of Michael Maguire. And it's not for me to say and point the finger at him and say it's the coach's problem. How would I know? Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here behind a microphone. But those that do maybe know a lot more are you, the fans. You're there each and every week or at least watching and following the club. If you've got a thought on it and you're up and you haven't had more than a six-pack, uh, it's half past ten, by the way, Give me a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Love to hear from you, West Tigers fans. Um, you heard in that little snippet there coming out of that break, Andrew Webster um, talking about leaks from the club. And he spoke with Matt White this morning. We'll, we'll listen to some of that um, shortly. And what are your thoughts about players being put on this review panel or review committee? Now, these are the same players 
that haven't played for the coach. And now the club, as I understand it, will be quizzing the players about Michael Maguire. Um, the chairman of the club, Lee Hadjipentelis, really good man. And he's as, he's as Tigers as they come. Loves the club. Major sponsor. And obviously a sponsor of this station as well. Mm. But he, if you went to his office, right, even before he became on the, the board as the chairman, it is adorned with West Tigers memorabilia from year after year after year. He loves the club. Um, and surely he won't have all the answers, but they need to find some answers. They need to find them quickly. If the problem is the coach, we'll do something about it. Mm. I think it's more than that, and it's a whole range of problems, smaller issues mounting up to one bigger problem. Unable to attract the good talent, letting good talent go, salary cap mismanagement, having to pay for other players who are playing at other clubs, all that sort of stuff. It can take years and years and years uh, to get your salary cap back in order once you've, you've stuffed it up. And it mightn't have seemed like a big stuff up a couple of years ago, but still the club is probably trying to deal with those problems. The chairman, Lee Hadjipentalis, he spoke this morning uh, to Vossi um, about why the club did not elect for an independent review. I think we are all more than capable of undertaking a review ourselves. Uh, I'm a, a lawyer of over 30 years standing, so you can imagine that uh, I've asked a question or two in my lifetime. We have the ability and the expertise on that board. Uh, we've engaged Tim Sheens, of course, to assist in the review process. We have a CEO who's well qualified, a general manager of football as well. And it's an opportunity for us to sit down and use that expertise and rely upon that expertise and delve into the club. No one knows the club as well as we do. No one knows what questions need to be asked as well as we do. No one knows the personnel involved as well as we do. So I think we are perfectly placed to undertake this review and ask the difficult questions. Not only are the difficult questions being asked, by the board and by the executive, but answers are being demanded. There's no point in posing the question without a response. Uh, the, the review will be comprehensive and thorough. It will be impartial. Uh, and it's done with one purpose and one purpose only, identifying how we need to improve next year uh, and achieve the long-term sustained success that our fans and members are perfectly entitled to. And it will not be compromised in any way. Lee Hadjipentalis there uh, from Bryden's Lawyers, and he is the chairman of the West Tigers. He was speaking um, with Vossi this morning on breakfast. So the, the issue that I imagine, and I'm seeing on social media, to West Tigers fans have with this, and there's, a, there's a, a group, a growing group, that believe there should be an independent review rather than an internal review, because sitting on that review panel will be Lee, as he, as he pointed out, will be... Justin Pascoe, the mm. current chief executive, and will be the football manager as well. So they are there asking the questions when, in actual fact, maybe those three people themselves might also fall under the scope of this review. So that's where you would want maybe an independent review. Uh, but as Lee was pointing out there, they are the people with all the experience in the club. So... Mm. Um, and, and I hope they're transparent when they go through the review and, and have their findings. And Tim Sheens will also be um, having his input as well. He, he's a big plus for the club, Tim. Uh, he's not going to be a head coach, but he'll do good things at the club where he, he won a premiership. There are reports as well um, that leaks have been coming out from the club 
um, Andrew Webster. He spoke. Uh, he spoke with Matty White this morning. The review, the fabled review that's underway. Three points about that. It started last week. They started interviewing players and officials last week with the season still going. No wonder they lost 38-0. <laughs> Again, madness. Mm. Two, it, it, Ma- Ma- Michael Maguire's fate is going to be determined by senior players. Oh, that's good. That's the senior players that have underperformed and in some cases undermined him throughout the year. The third thing is elements of the review have already been leaked to the press. Now, this isn't a knock on the press that have written it because that includes my own paper. But what club is it where parts of a review that's still going is being leaked out to the press to try and point the finger solely at the coach? To me, what a club. Really, what a club. If I'm a Tigers fan, I would be livid. And, look, it's obvious to everyone that Michael Maguire needs to leave. It's not going to work there. And I say that as someone who really respects Madge. Whatever, for whatever reason, there could be countless reasons as it comes up in the exhausting review is the reason, but it's just not going to work. So Michael Maguire should go. But seriously, the people at, at, at further up the food chain also need to maybe review themselves. So there he is, uh, Andrew Webster, uh, talking about uh, all range of problems at the club. Look, I, I don't profess to be any expert on on running a rugby league club. I've never run a rugby league club. I've been heavily involved with uh, a number of sporting clubs and a couple of rugby league first grade clubs as well. Uh, I was heavily involved with the Western Reds and their marketing department. And I was very heavily involved in London for almost a decade, uh, running their media and marketing department as well. So I know how clubs operate. Um, And the good clubs... And the not-so-good clubs, um, there are poles apart, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Poles apart. I don't know that there's a better run club than Melbourne Storm. You know, They are the benchmark club. Um, and because it's a good club, not just because it wins silverware, not because it's always consistent, and it's not just because it's got the best probably coach in the world, but it all adds up to the brand of Melbourne Storm. Mm. All these elements add up to the brand of Melbourne Storm. The culture, the front office, the head office, the football department, the marketing department, all the, you know, um, and all these elements are, are molded together and, and it forms a brand. And so when you think of Melbourne Storm, you just conjure up these images, mm. you know, what that brand stands for. So now I throw that brand in front of a prospective player and, of course, they want to migrate to that success. Not just because of Bellamy, not because of their recent success, but the brand, what the club mm-hmm. stands for, what the club has built. Um, and a lot goes into it and it takes a lot of time. At the moment, West Tiger, and, 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 and it takes us to another argument too. The joint ventures work. You know, are we still seeing problems from the joint venture um, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Our listeners might have some thoughts on that as well. Keep those texts coming through as well. 0457 736 736. If you've got uh, the magic formula, the instant success that we can pass on to um, uh, to the West Tigers, send those texts through. 0457 736 
seven three six. Uh, Bearskin Rug has been in touch. Cheers, boys. Uh, as a Doggies fan, I'd like to pass on my gratitude to Madge and the players for funding my new widescreen TV. I took the dogs minus 22 and cleaned up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Bearskin Run. I'm glad, I'm glad someone is uh, enjoying that win other than uh, the West Tigers, uh, the Bulldogs uh, players and staff as well. Uh, this one from Tex. Um, rule changes need to stop. Stopping up a case. Big, loud exclamation mark, um, screaming, and uh, expand into new areas. Southeast Queensland is not expanding anything other than executive pockets. That's text from Gosford. And he says another thing, plus investment in juniors, women's and country rugby league. The game is dying a slow death and no one wants to address it. We'll be talking about country rugby league next. Um, Ashton Sims has got his thoughts on that. He's doing some really good Work, I think, in Group 7. Yep. Uh, and tomorrow um, is also Are You OK Day tomorrow. Mm. And Ashton is an ambassador for that and got some good things to say about that as well. We'll take a break and uh, more in just a moment. And coming up to a quarter to 11, if you are still awake and with us, this is your late night rugby league lounge. So uh, kick back, relax, and uh, get involved with the show. If you want to send a text in, you might have your feet up. You might be, uh, I don't know, a nice glass of red and just want to send us a text like Tex. Uh, Tex has been back in touch again. We've got our Rocketman Awards, three, two, and one. We'll be giving that out um, shortly, in fact. Uh, so if you've got any more suggestions for who was the best player from round 25, I think there can only be one winner. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Four players scored hat tricks. So it's going to be a bit difficult, this three, two, and one. Uh, t- Tex from Gosford. He's from Gosford, I think. Tex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jared Wallace for Rocketman. He stood up to Nutcase Lodge, and he seems like a top bloke. He does come ag- across as a good fella, Jared Wallace. Um, and there is another award too, um, Tex, which you will be familiar with. That's the Wood Duck of the Week. Yeah, the Wood Duck of the Week award. Um, we're going to be giving that away a little bit later on too. The Wood Duck. And uh, I reckon Matty Lodge might well be in the in the running. He'd be the, a nominee. Absolutely. Could be. Could be a nominee. Um yeah, so what I'm asking uh, for tonight, if, if you, our listener, right, you have the opportunity, uh, Peter Volandis, you and PVL, you sit down, can be in a bar, cafe, in his office if you want, or just remotely via Zoom. It's you and him, you've got 30 minutes. What are the topics? What are the most important topics that you want to discuss with him that you think you might be able to help the game with? What would you talk about? What would you suggest? We've had a few callers already tonight, and thank you uh, to all the callers that have uh, given us a, a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, And I think all three of them said uh, enough messing with the rules. Mm. And I, I tend to agree with that. Might be about expansion. Might be about women's rugby league. Might be about country rugby league. I tell you who's got some thoughts on country rugby league, Ashton Sims. Good fella, Ashton Sims. And still very much involved with uh, with rugby league, um, brother of Tarek, of course. Um, and Tarek, we're not quite sure where he'll be playing next year. I see the West Tigers might be interested in signing him. Um, Ashton is, I believe, he's the Group Seven 
football manager down there. So he's doing some good work there. And he's also heavily involved with, with mental health. I bumped into him, actually. Um, Is that right? Uh, March, it would have been. Up at Blacksmith's Beach, up near Swansea, Belmont. Beautiful. On the beach, the right? There's about, I don't know, there's about 4,000 people on the beach, right? Mm. It was the state championships for the um, surf lifesaving. Right. So I was up there with my, my young fella. And uh, anyway, Ashton's young boy is the same age as my young boy. And they're both competing against each other in the board race. Right. So they get down and uh, there's about 200 competitors yeah. in just the under 12s, it was. Wow. Just in boards. Would have been 200. And his young fella, Ashton, goes good. Mm. But I was standing there because I was an official, right? So I was, I was standing there all weekend out mm. on the sand, you know, out helping you know, run the whole bloody thing. Mm. And I saw this big, big fella. You know, he looked like something out of Vikings. I said, God, I know that head. I know that bloke. And I went up to him. I said, Ashton. He said, yeah. I said, I'm Chris. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Who? Chris Warren, blah, blah, blah. We started having a chat. And I, was, I spoke about his young fella. Um, so he's down, oh, what's the club down there? Barala, is it down south? Yeah, Barala, that's right. Uh, Barala? Yeah, is it Barala? I think you're right. Barala, good, good surf yep. club. Is that on the beach? Down the south coast. Um, could be wrong, could be wrong. Anyway, anyway. So anyway, our kids were competing against each other. Um, made it through to the quarterfinals, his young bloke. I think he may have even made it through to the semifinals. So we started chatting there, and he told me he was doing some some good work with uh, on mental health and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so there, yeah. But he was talking this afternoon uh, with Joel and Fletch on Drive um, about some things that he would like to uh, to bring in for Country Rugby League. No, I'd love to have a bit of a chat to him uh, around that. You know, what is some strategic plans, some avenues that we can uh, we can explore? Is it around, you know, new TV audiences? Uh, is it around finding further sponsorship, new players? Because at the end of the day, we are, you know, individually, we are rugby league clubs, yes. But as a whole, we're businesses that need to survive in tough economic conditions, such as, uh, as COVID, as we're going through right now. And um, it's a, it's the old saying, you know, you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So if bush footy is dying in some regions, we need to identify that as the NRL, as the New South Wales Rugby League, and um, promote resources uh, into those areas. Uh, because, look, we're sort of lucky in a sense that our participation levels have gone up. Uh, the women's game in, in the Group 7 Rugby League competition has gone through the roof with the ladies' league tag. I know there's people out in the country who are, who are probably listening, thinking, oh, shit, my, you know, our footy's gone to shit. Well, you know, let's, let's look at the... Let, let's identify the problem, understand, accept, acknowledge the problem and work on a solution instead of just trying to brush it under the rug uh, and just thinking it'll work itself out. Because, as you know, when things go like that, uh, they tend to uh, get bigger and, and worse over time. Ashton Sims there talking to Joel and Fletch on drive this afternoon. Um, and Bush Footy, you know, I've got a, I've got a, well, not a soft spot. I just think, you know, we've we got to do more for country rugby league. And one of our callers or texts before, you know, it's withering on the vine. Country rugby league, you know, even before your time, mm. um, Mad Russian, you're only in your mid-20s, but country rugby league, city country and, and country, they used to supply... So many players still do country to, to the origin team, and we had city v country was your, your your trial game really to go into the New South Wales team. But country rugby league, I mean, yeah, they still do. Of course, they do. 
some of our greatest players. I'm just seeing some highlights up there. An old reel I thought was Laurie Daly. Uh, the Junee Diesels, and yeah. that's where our family is sort of from, uh, Junee, country, Riverina. So I've got a bit of a, an attachment to country rugby league. Um, it just gets it gets difficult. It gets difficult, and it probably shouldn't. There should be more focus and more attention on it. It needs all the help it can get, mm. particularly young kids out there with not a whole lot to do. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, just, they're on the farms and all mm. that sort of stuff. That they, they live for it, live for it. And Canberra was supplied so uh, so many people for, for many years and mm. decades from the Riverina Basin area. Um, so I, I I agree. I think as much that we can do for country rugby league should should be done, mm. and that would be on the agenda of topics to talk to. Peter Volandi's about mm. what more can we do and taking games to the bush you know and, and I've said this to you many times you know, I think every weekend we should have a game in the bush every single weekend we should have a game in regional areas well isn't it a great week having a, a rugby league finals match in Rockhampton yes this weekend at Brown Park who would have thought that absolutely you know, brilliant even five years ago brilliant if you said that um, so that's next weekend mm. Uh, week two of the finals in Mackay as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's great, yeah, and double-headed this weekend in Townsville. Mm. And obviously this is because of COVID, et cetera, but I still think I would have every weekend, I'd love to have a a game played um, in Mm. regional New South Wales or Queensland or wherever, or even Victoria, you know. Mm. Um, What else, what else? Mental health, Ashton um, spoke on that. So tomorrow is Are You OK Day. Um, so Ashton does it a fair bit for that. So let's hear what he had to say on that. But the one big thing that, you know, they, they try and do, and, and I do as well, is break down that negative stigma, that negative stigma of people reaching out and seeking support, understanding that it is okay to not to be okay. It is okay to go through tough times. But you know what? It is okay to put your hand up and seek support because seeking support doesn't make you less of a man, less of a woman, less of a husband, less of a wife, less of a brother, less of a sister. Seeking support just means you want to be doing better than you currently are. And you know what? Who of us in society don't? Now, even if you are doing well, you always want to strive to do better. And we also want to be, make sure we've, we're equipped with the education, the knowledge, the literature uh, to help support the people around us. Because at the end of the day, that's what the Australian culture is built on. You can be under, you can be from any corner of the globe. But, you know, when you live in Australia, uh, our culture really is built on, you know, picking up your mates when they're down. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Are you okay? Um, and I hope you are okay. But as Ashton's saying, it's there's, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, leaning leaning on your mates, leaning leaning on your mates. So um, ask for support. Let let people know, and ask someone. Ask someone. Are you okay? And continue the conversation. You know, they might just be waiting for someone to talk to about their problems. They don't want to go and see a a professional or a doctor, but. You know, sometimes you can have some conversations that can really help um, you as well and and your mate. So are you okay? That is tomorrow, and you can Google more on that. Are you okay? We'll have the full interview, actually. I'll play that a little bit later on. We're here till midnight, um, so if you want to stay around till midnight, I'll play the full interview from uh, Drive with Joel and Fletch talking to Ashton Sims. All right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we return, we're going to dive into Rocket Man. Yeah, Rocket Man. So this is your last chance to send the nominations through. Three, two, and one. Rocket Man up next. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me 
What do you think, Mad Russian? We've had some big performances over the weekend and our Rocket Man Awards. So we're going right through until the grand final. Um, do we already award the bronze statue of Elton John holding his balls, his Steedens? Um, do we already give it to Tom Trebojevic? What's the leaderboard say? It's very close. Tommy's currently before this weekend on 17 points out of James Tedesco on 11. Matt Burton in third place on seven. Nathan Clear on Burton six. Burton is third. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big season from Burton. So we had four players score hat-tricks at the weekend, including Tom Trebojevic. But Turbo, some of his figures, and, and we're, we're hashing over old ground here, but his figures are off the charts. So basically, Tommy Turbo has either scored or set up 55 tries in 15 games for Manly this year. That's ridiculous. Five hat-tricks. So that doesn't include Origin either, I no. don't think. Or does it? The five no, no, hat-tricks. no, it doesn't. So it'd be six yeah. hat-tricks. Just bizarre, isn't it? Absolutely bizarre. He's off the charts. But my word, we've got some good fullbacks out there at the moment, haven't mm. we? Um, and will we see Turbo up against Teddy? Will that happen? <laughs> Tasty if it happens. Will that happen? It'd be delightful. So on Friday, Manly play Melbourne for the right to enjoy a week off and straight through to the prelim final. Mm. Yeah. Can they do it? Can they do it? All right, we might chat about that a little bit more, yeah. but um, I see Storm have got a, a couple of major injury concerns with yes. Cameron Munster in doubt, a knee infection. Josh Adokar not at, at training out. today? No, he won't He's play. He's out. Yeah, he won't play. Um, so not all going swimmingly for Storm. Mm. And I, as I said before, I think Manly can beat them. I think they can uh, beat them. They've only met once this year. Uh, that was only if, not so long ago, was it? That was in round uh, 21, it was. 28-18. Mm. Melbourne beating Manly. But it was eight all at half time. Mm-hmm. Four tries to three. They were right in that game. Yeah. Right in that game. So I'm really looking forward uh, to that. They both get a second chance. I mean, the loser does anyway. Anyway, that's not about that. It's about Rocket Man. It's about a three, two, and one point from the weekend. So Adam Kieran scored a hat trick. Ryan Pappenhausen scored a hat trick. Brian Toto scored a hat trick. Tommy Turbo scored a hat trick. Jaden Campbell for the Titans was mm. scored two, was brilliant. Love this kid, um, and he's going to have to give it his very best. Teddy up against Jaden, yeah, this weekend. It'll be exciting. So one point, one point from the weekend goes to from Melbourne. 
Ryan Pappenhausen. Ooh, yeah. Ryan Pappenhausen. He's got your one point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first starting back too. Yeah. First time he's back at fullback starting. The Papster. Papster. So he's got the one point. Two points. Two points. And, oh, I mean, one of his tries, he beat nine people. He beat nine people to score one of his three tries. Two points goes to Tommy Turbo. Oh. Yeah, I know. Don't hold back. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're doing well up there in the back row. Enjoying their night. Look at them. They're tucking into their uh, bloody popcorn. Tucking into their popcorn. By the way, sidetrack just quickly. Coming in here tonight, right, I stopped in to get a quick coffee. Mm. Yeah? You're looking at the clock. We got time? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a young fella in there, right? And he was, he was slim as. Slim as, right? Slim shady. He's got, right? Because I always look at what people have got in their shopping carts, right? right? It's just at the service station. So he's got two packets of instant popcorn. Beautiful. So he's going to go home and cook them. Yeah. His girlfriend's sitting outside in the car, right? He's got two big bottles of full-strength Coca-Cola. He's got two big ice creams and two chocolate bars. Oh, what a night. What a night they're in for. <laughs> yeah, no, he was on his piece. She was Brilliant. on a piece. place. She was only young. So Brilliant. they're going home just to tuck into all that Netflix. sugar calories and Netflix. Oh, brilliant. And, Chilling, whatever they do. Oh my goodness! Anyway, uh, don't know why I was talking about that. Why was I talking about that? What made what, what led me down that track? I oh the the crowd up in the back back right? row. Oh the yeah, popcorn. and their popcorn. Behave up there. I'm watching you. <laughs> three points, three points from the weekend. He didn't score a hat trick, but my god, he played well. I think you might know who I'm talking about. He plays for Penrith. He wears number seven. Yes, his name is Nathan Cleary. Yeah. So there he is, Nathan Cleary. I mean, they can't win it without Cleary, though, can they? No. No? No. I think Short we all answer, agree. no. What, um, where is Nathan on the points? So Nathan was in leader. third, uh, sorry, in fourth before tonight on six points. He's moved up above teammate Matt Burton now to nine. Tom Trebojevic extends his lead to seven points over James Tedesco. All right. We might take a, a quick break. We've still got loads more to come. Uh, we'll be talking to West Tigers as well. Um, their podcast, Westlife. So looking forward to doing that. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren, him, the mad Russian, and uh, three, two, and one. The winner of Rocketman this week goes to Nathan Cleary. Yes, indeed. Hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday evening. It's coming up to 10 past 11. We'll be here until midnight. Not too late to send those text messages through. Uh, we've given out the Rocketman Awards, uh, and the three points this week went to Nathan Cleary. Mm. Absolutely unbelievable at the weekend. And uh, oh, what about Saturday night? So they're taking on South Sydney, the Penny Panthers. What about this young fullback, South Sydney fullback, Blake Taft? Oh, good luck. I can just see some of these Skylabs, spiralling <laughs> Skylabs that go up higher than the light towers coming down. Oh. 
And I, it, I'm not sure if they'll if Wayne will play Taff there at fullback. There might be a late switch or any. You can't even really practice that because there's no one nah. that's replicating what Nathan's doing at the moment. Nah. He gets so much length and height and he can float him, he can spiral him. Oh, no thanks. Nightmare. Absolutely. All right, now time for this. Well, when I push that, it should just play it, but it doesn't. This. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now you're getting smart, eh? Oh, yeah. No worries. Don't start taking the pee. Don't start taking. You up there, don't start taking the mickey out of me, all right? I'm just learning the ropes here on this. This panelling stuff. So Wood Duck of the Week is we give we give the uh, the recipient gets this hideous looking mask. They take it away and send it back to time. us. Is this it the last this is time our, or are we going through the finals? Uh, we'll go through. We'll I, go think, through I think we'll probably go through. I was going to suggest we should give out this week. I can't remember what I was thinking. Um, a good deed. A good deed. Some players did a really good deed. I read it in the paper yesterday mm. or today, and I can't remember what it was. Anyway, let's stay with the bad stuff then. Um, for now, right? Uh, oh, i tell you what it was. Manly boys and uh, Manly Club, in fact, still um, giving Keith Titmus family the money mm. who he passed away, sadly, this year. And, mm. um, yeah, that's what it was. Some really Classy act. Absolutely, mm. hey? Absolutely. Um, 100000 I think it was, the contract money. Yeah. Didn't have to, but... And a couple of his best mates, you know, uh, you, really sticking by him. You can't fix those situations, but you can act in a, a way that helps to yep. comfort people in a tough time. Highly dignified, yeah. Uh, so from that, and that's serious, that's heartfelt to this, and this is lighthearted and a little bit silly, all right? So Wood Duck of the Week, they get the mask, they bring it back. You're saying, uh, hang on, text. Uh, Texas Senator Jared Maxwell Wood Duck of the Week for not appointing Matt Chechen to a final. Jokers, a lot of them. The refs committee. So he's played, or not played, he's refereed his last game. I thought he would have got a final. No. Another sad story, really, mm. that Matt Chechen has been one of the best referees in the NRL for a very long time. And it's not about sentiment, but. You telling me he's still not up there with the best of them? Are you telling me he's not in the top four oh, referees no, no, in the I'm competition? Not. No, I'm not. Come on. I'm not. It's, so, yeah, yeah, but we... Okay, I, so I Jared, agree with text there. Okay, Jared could possibly be on uh, the list there. Mm. Uh, also, this uh, from a uh, no name, that bloke I was talking about at the service station, he had two things of popcorn, two big Cokes, two big ice creams, and two chocolate bars. Living the life. For him and his girlfriend. They're only young, about 18, I yeah. guess, and uh, he was really thin. But this chap here is saying, yeah, that bloke at the servo is a future diabetic. Absolutely. And on a serious note, I mean, I'm not condoning it. It was just ridiculous. The amount of calories he was about to shovel into his body. Unbelievable. And I, I felt like saying something to him. I said, mate, you can't be eating all that. Oh, a bit of binge eating and lockdown. You want to look like this? <laughs> Give yourself a wrap. You want to look like here this? Here we go. Uh, oh. uh, anyway, look, so Wood Duck of the Week. Wood Duck of the Week. Who else for Wood Duck of the Week? Uh, nominees, nominees, nominees. No. I think it's got to go to uh, only one fella, There's Matt one. Lodge. Stand out. Is I everyone okay he... with Matt Lodge if we do that? Yeah, Daff. Good. So, recapping what he did. Picked a fight with Jared Wallace. I yeah. don't know why he'd do that in the first place. Big bloke. Seems like a nice bloke too, but Jared was having some words with him. Yeah. Then went on Instagram afterwards. Oh, I didn't know to that. Have a, to have a go at him. Oh, another crack. 
Oh. What goes on the field stays on the field? Oh, I would have thought so. But even more so, to the point, right, Matt Lodge, he's got a record, a rap sheet uh. as long as this. And I know it's a radio, it's not a visual. What I'm doing here, I've got one <laughs> arm up on the ceiling and I've got one arm down on the desk. That's how long his rap sheet yeah. is, right? So Matt Lodge, he knows only too well. He has got to, more than anyone, play the line. Be mm. the good guy. Just be the clean skin for a number of years and, and earn back the respect and trust of the rugby league community. Don't stick your finger up at them when you're walking off the field. Matt Lodge, you are Wood Duck of the Week. Well, it's been a horror year, hasn't it, for the West Tigers? Uh, in fact, uh, their fans would probably say it's been a, well, a, an average decade to say the least. Again, they have failed to make the top eight and uh, maybe it was the last straw. The final round of the regular season and uh, the poor old West Tigers were thumped 38-0 by Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah, the dogs, the same dogs that were awarded the wooden spoon. The club has come under increasing pressure under the spotlight. And I guess rightfully so. The coach, the same can be said about Michael Maguire. Is the coach the problem? Is the board the problem? Is the chief executive the problem? What are the problems? What are the solutions? I guess we've all got an opinion of sorts. Um, it's probably fair that uh, a West Tigers uh, fan through and through has, has a say. He's a lot closer to the whole issue than me. Josh Barnett is the man behind West's Life podcast. He loves the club. He'd love to see more success. And he joins us now on Higher Ground. Good evening, Josh. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. It's, it's a very much a, a love-hate relationship uh, in, in recent years. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a love that run, runs deep and hurts a lot. Um, and I'm sure every West Tigers fan can relate to that. Yeah, I know. I mean, being a fan, uh, you, you go through... Um, Good times, you go through bad times. You, you never, you never throw away your colours, do you? I mean, that's what loyalty and being a fan is all about. You'll never, you'll never turn your back on the club. But I tell you what, Josh, there's been a whole lot more bad times than good times in recent years for for you and all the West Tigers fans. Um, what's the main problem? Do you think? What's the main problem with the club? Uh, I'm not. I'm not at the point where I'm ready to throw Madge on the scrap heap. Um, I think the fans are kind of 50-50. There's some that are calling, calling for his head and some aren't. I know that um, my co-host, uh, Robin, Shane and myself, we're, we don't think Madge should be thrown out just yet. Um, I think it's a bit of unfinished business with Madge. And, um, I mean, sacking another coach, how many coaches we've gone through in recent years, um, the, the number one thing that's kind of been the same through the last years is that the management has been pretty much the same. So whether or not that needs to shake up, but credit to the management. Um, they have put the club in a financial financially great state despite the team not doing so well. So, I mean, something, something has to happen somewhere. Um, but, um, yeah, hopefully the, the new... Um, Training facilities at the Centre of Excellence can help, but um, yeah, I think I think there's a, there's more than just one problem to be honest. I mean, we know um, 
we, we read every every week a story about you know, players that, that the club has let go in, in years gone by, and I don't need to, to go through that long list, but they have gone on to be very, very good players um, at other yep. clubs. Um, you know, you, you, can't, you can't throw that at the feet of, of Michael Maguire. That's from previous regimes, uh, some of the players that, that we're talking about. Let me ask you this, Josh. Um, Tiger Tales, the, the documentary... Um, yep. real fly on the wall sort of stuff. It took us to the inner sanctum and those that hadn't seen Madge operate, well, now it was all laid bare. His style as a coach, how much passion he's got. Um, and also that he doesn't mind to drop the old F-bomb um, from time to time. <laughs> that we um, yeah. Well, I'm just, the timing of that documentary, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think that in any way has contributed to, to the problems? Has it, exacerbated what was already a, a, an issue at the club? Um, look, it was bad timing. I, I don't think the club itself, it wasn't, it was more of Fox Sports's project. And uh, I don't think they chose the West Tigers to do the documentary because of uh, how much drama um, they could create a soap, soap opera uh, out, of, out of the club before the drama was going on. Um, Internally, I think it was more just our pop, the popularity of the club and you know, to get ratings. But whether or not it's affected it, I'm not too sure. It was very much match-centric and um, it definitely uh, warmed my heart and definitely a lot of West Tigers fans felt more more for match. It definitely mm. made him seem like um, a lot of people started saying, well, if the players aren't getting up for this guy, then... Who who they get up for? So no. yeah, I mean, look, if if the team's winning um, and they make the finals, you know, it, it, it's it's probably good timing. It's just uh, unfortunate that all this pressure is mounting now, um, sort of coinciding on the on the back of that Tiger Tales. I guess they're totally separate. I mean, uh, I enjoyed it too for for, for what it's worth. Um, players yep. having a say on Michael Maguire's future. What are your thoughts on that? Because you know, there is constant. Um, argument that there's not enough leaders in the team at the moment, in the playing squad. There doesn't appear to be too many leaders, uh, too many mature type players. And yep. yet and yet the club is going to draw on a handful of, of these very players that haven't got up for their coach, that have just got thumped 38-0 by the dogs, uh, to have a say on the future of Michael Maguire. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a very young squad, so... I mean, they're the youngest. I believe they're the youngest squad in the league. And then once we started getting some injuries in the back of um, back end of the season, it also became one of the most inexperienced by far. Like if you if you tally up um, even against the Bulldogs on the weekend, if you tallied up the amount of uh, games between all the players, I mean, apart from who Noffer and Brooksy, um, not a lot of experience. And of course, there's no you got to remember there was no New South Wales Cup uh, or flag for that matter for. The second half of the year, so guys like Zach Sini were coming off, barely playing any footy. Like, just guys expected to step up, and they literally haven't played footy. They've barely played footy for two years because the competition got cancelled last year um, as well. So whether or not the players... I mean, it depends on the players. We kind of know in the past, senior players have uh, gotten coaches sacked before, um, whether that was for good or for bad. But... um, if it's just some young kids. I find it really hard to believe because our best players 
were all brought to the club by Matt. So mm. I don't think any West Tigers fan could argue that um, young Dane Laurie, Adam Dwayne, um, Sean Bloor, guys that we've brought in uh, under Madge. Madge has picked for uh, Luciano Leilua is another gem that he's picked picked mm. out of uh, the Dragons. So our best players are all guys that Madge brought over. So it, it's, it's hard to believe that they've gone, you know what, well, I'm keen to go play with Madge and then 18 months later or not even that, that long for some of them that they're all of a sudden saying, I don't like, I don't like him or I want to get him sacked. And, the boys you the mentioned, that, the boys uh, you mentioned there, Josh. They're they're not big name players, really, are they? Um, so he hasn't attracted yet. big. No, not yet. So you, so you don't buy into the the talk that uh, because of Madge, the club is struggling to uh, to attract the the big name players. Um, there was there was talk that that Josh Adokar went into Origin camp and some players gave him a tip off, um, saying, "Look, you don't want to play for Madge," mm. but it's. Uh, it's been said by his manager that it was purely down that we didn't want to trade Tommy Talao and he said, well, if you're not going to trade a player, you got kind of got annoyed and ended up signing for the Bulldogs. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. Is there a coach, apart from the top few, your, your Robbos, your Bennetts, your, uh, your Bellamy's, I mean, mm. is there a coach out there that doesn't have the majority of the playing group? I mean, you can't, you're never going to please a room of 30 people um, sort of young guys, so I wouldn't say that it's impossible that there are some that don't like him. But whether he's, I, I don't think he's lost the entire playing group. I'm, I'm not in, in, inside the shed, so mm. who knows? But the reports that my co-hosts, because they're obviously uh, the sponsor and they've got plenty of um, inside knowledge, is that yeah, the, the main guys they they like match. So mm. um, it's yeah, but. It's, yeah, who do you believe? There's always agendas from uh, different people. Oh, look, uh, and I'm not saying for one moment that Madge has lost the playing group. I've got no idea. Uh, like you, I'm not I'm not in the inner sanctum. I haven't got any idea if, if he's lost the current crew. Um, it doesn't appear that they are getting up for him. They don't appear to be delivering the results that he's desperate to achieve. Um, but whether he's lost a dressing room, I don't know. I guess I was just, I was more along the lines of, you know, your top clubs, your Bellamy's, your Robinsons, um, you know, your Bennett's even, the, the, the big-name coaches, they, the big-name players seem to sort of gravitate, don't they, t- towards those. Yeah. It's, it's easier. It's much easier. Let's say that. It's much easier when you've got a, you know, a, a top-notch coach um, to attract some, some high-caliber players. Now, Madge has won yeah. a premiership. I mean, he's no slouch at all. He knows his stuff, but... Um, I guess in the current climate, um, the club appears to be to be struggling to attract to attract the big names. I, I understand reading today there will be probably a few spots available for next year, and you got some space under the yep. sal- in the salary cap. Um, yeah, about a mil and a half apparently they got to spend. Um, mm. Who would you be targeting? Nice the fans, if you fans got any any sort of hit list you'd like to get to the club. Uh, there's a few. The, the joke of West Tigers being the uh, the retirement home um, for some players. Yeah, I think that kind of needs to stop. We've got to be careful. We it's it's a double edged sword. We need experience, but we don't want guys who are on their last legs and are just kind of just going to get their biggest paycheck and mm. walk their way uh, into retirement, which has happened um, on well, a number of occasions. And not just to your club. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, well. 
um, I don't know. It seems like we uh, we do it more often. We, yes. we feed feed the young good players to other clubs, and then uh, the the guys that are pushing the last squeezing the last juice out of the lemon mm. uh, come come to back to us. So, but um, yeah, I. I don't know if there's any names out there. Tara Pichy, I think of the, of the free agents that are out there. There's not, there's not that big name star that we can go out and get just yet. I don't think that for next year anyway. Um, it's kind of too late. You kind of mm. November ones when you start thinking about um, contracts for what 15 months ahead. So mm. I think it might be too late. Maybe it's names that haven't come up yet. There's always players that come out on the scrap heap. They get squeezed out by salary cap. We don't want to have a Tedesco Moses uh, Woods situation where, um, yeah, they they all leave and then all of a sudden we're on it yet another rebuild. So mm. we're going to keep the cap nice and um, think more than one year ahead. I, I, I can't see us winning a premiership. There's no way we're going to flick a switch and be a top four side next year. All right, mate. Well, hey, thanks for jumping on the line, talking to us here on higher ground. Um, let's hope it's a, a rosier future for you guys at uh, at Tiger Town at the West Tigers, and uh, let's hope at least you can you can make it into the eight next year. But thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, I'm just about out of here. I'm off. I'm gone, Ski. Um, I'll see you again tomorrow. Well, I won't see you because we're radio. I'll talk with you again tomorrow. We're on air tomorrow night, uh, Thursday special edition of uh, Higher Ground from 8 o'clock through till 11. I hope you can join me then. Take care. Keep smiling. Bye for now.